I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hello, it's Stephanie. Hey, 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 it is Ty, his child, all the while. And you are now listening into Inside Beauty Inspires, where we motivate, encourage, and inspire through biblical principles. Welcome back, Ty. Hey, thank you. Um, we have been talking about offense, man. Um, listen, I got so much feedback from that. So many people reached out to me and said that was a very, very important message and that they didn't even realize that there was even a spirit of offense. Yeah, and I mean, because that was um, one of the biggest takeaways um, from that is that we get so mired in the offense that we feel like occurred that we're blinded to our own role in whatever happened or not even in the role um, of what happened, but how you can begin to become bitter Mm. because the bottom line is you got to let it go. Got to let it go. And so many times, you know, we hold on to those things. We say we let it go. We We say that we, we forgive. We think we do. We think we've been delivered. It's real. But it can be one word one phrase, just one instance, and you're triggered. And all of that that you said that you had released just comes up and erupting out of you like fire and venom. Girl. And you realize, I didn't forgive. And, you know, how many of us can say we've been there? A lot of us can because that's a true testament of how our emotions will be when we're not connecting or we're not connecting regularly. The reason why I say it that way is because, you know, one thing that I'm learning about the word is that it is actually doing the work. The more that you get into it, the more that you start to see the deliverance come. I was um, reading um, in Matthew 24, and I thought that this was interesting, and I wanted to share this with you guys here. It says, um, well, I'm going to start here at 10, okay? It's, and this is Jesus speaking, all right? And he's speaking about the end times, okay? So I'm just going to start right here at 4. It says, Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are beginning in the birth birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all the nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and and then the end will come. So when I read that, I was like, okay, so this is written. It's written about the way things are happening right now. And it's not, no wonder we don't know that we're deceiving ourselves because we're not reading about it, but it's speaking about this very thing. And it's not just one person. It's a lot of us that are in that place and don't know how to get out of it. But the word is the antidote. The word definitely does the work. I um, recently cleaned my closet and I have it all set up. I don't know how many have seen the movie War Room. But what I loved about that movie, The War Room, is how the woman, I mean, all of these 
things were happening in her life and, you know, emotions were happening. See, that's the thing. We are human. Yes. We are subject to emotion, but you have to have control yes. of your emotion. And what I loved about her, she never really let it get out of control. She would write down all of the things that she was asking God to do in her family, in her marriage, in her life. And she would go and she would post it on the walls of her closet. Mm-hmm. And she called that her war room. Because that's the thing. So many times we want to fight our battles in the flesh. We want to battle the instruments of Satan, not even realizing it's spiritual wickedness in high places that are causing these things to happen. Not your boss. Yes. Piling work on you, making you stay over late or, you know, a person that you felt like didn't give you the respect that you were due. Like these are tools of the enemy meant to it's like little trigger receptors in us. And he's wanting to see how spiritually mature you really are because, you know, everybody who goes around claiming Jesus, wearing them on their shirt, does not necessarily have them in their heart. And it is by our actions that we show the love. It's not just saying it, but it's how we walk, how we talk, how we live, how we react. Those are the things that let a person know that we are a card carrying member of the kingdom. You're absolutely correct. You know, I feel like it just, you know, God has put his love in our hearts. And when we think about what, you know, love is, it is patient. It is kind. And it's not, you know, selfish. It's not unruly. It's not, it doesn't it's keep any boastful. Rec- it's not yeah. proud. Yeah. It doesn't keep any record of not wrongdoings. That. And that's the problem with offense. Right. We always want to hold a record of it. You know, I'm, and I think it's because like, you know, you hear that you're supposed to forgive, but not forget. And see, that's a hard thing because, If I remember it, it's very hard for me to separate the emotion that was tied to it. That's a true statement. I mean, everyone goes through that very part. And that's where the word comes into play, because it teaches us exactly how to war. We're not supposed to fight, you know, flesh and, you know, flesh and blood. Like, that's not what we're wrestling against. There are spirits in high places. And if we don't know how to war, we're not going to overcome. If we don't get into our word, it's going to be a cycle of repeated, you know, offenses or repeated things that are keep going over and over and over again because he's trying to teach us that, you know, no, this is not the way we war. This is not the way we fight our battle. We have to fight it with the word of God, you know. And, it's and, so true. It, it, it's a conversation that I um, just had um, with someone at work and it, it's crazy because um, they too were giving feedback on um, the material that we've been sharing as far as the bait of Satan and um, hold on because I have my little book here outwitting the devil girl yeah that's one so too it's, <laughs> talking about um, both of those and it's so crazy because you, you, you already know I'm gonna tell y'all over and over and over and over I don't share me if I'm doing that that's a really really big thing I've even I've had to be compelled to do it or just really, really know um, that it's going to help deliver somebody. So, you know, I'm going through, you know, but I'm at work at work, you know, I got my mask on, you know, I'm trying to make sure I'm doing all things in love, but she is talking to me like God, it's like God sent her to give me a message. She called me over to talk to me about an account. And so I'm trying to help her with the information. And then she's telling me, she's like, you know, I've been um, loving y'all's podcast. Y'all have been killing it, girl. I mean, you've just been giving me life. And I was like, really? You still listening? She was like, girl, yes. And she's like, you know, my sister called me and, you know, she was talking about going to therapy. And, you know, she was saying, you know, we all need to go to family therapy. And I mean, she's talking about with her mom. She's like, no, this is my stepsister. 
She's like, I have to tell you, I'll let her know, ma'am, that is uh, not my family. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, that's not my family. That's not my family. You know, she put me through hell, girl, all the things that she did. All this. She's like, no, that is not my family. And so she said, her sister was saying, well, that's the whole reason that I want to do it, you know, so, so that she can see herself. Like if we're all in one place and we're all talking to her and telling her these things that she has no um, choice but to see herself. And then she said, immediately the Holy Spirit started speaking to her. Mm. The Holy Spirit says, but haven't I always forgiven you? Mm. And she's like, but, and she said she arguing with him and I'm tripping off her saying this to me. Cause this is me literally <laughs> any given day of my life. You know, how people say they want to be on a fly, a fly on the wall, any given day wow, for real. that someone wants to be a fly on the wall at some point in that day, you're going to find me out loud having a conversation with God talking about what? Nah, no, no, cause I'm good to people. I do, and so that's what she. That's I'm what a she good person. Wow, I'm a good person. You know, I always try to do the right thing. God, I've already been delivered. And he was like, "No." He's like, "Why do you think that you continue to have to go through the same thing over and over and over? I will continue to present the lesson as many times as you need in order to get it, because you cannot get from point A." to point Z without letting a lot of things go. Mm. And this was the kicker. So she comes back again. I'm like, girl, you, me, and I'm you. <laughs> Gotta have the last word. But she said, God, I'm a good person. He said, being a good person is not going to get you into heaven. Now, that's a mind-blowing <laughs> moment right there because there are many of you to this very moment who didn't understand that concept. Well, you know. I, I think there are many of us. That, I was going to say. You if, think because you good well, or, you, or you feel like you're good. Well, well, I've heard it. I've heard it said that, Zach, I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean? I don't, I don't need the word. I mean, what is the word going to do? I'm a good person. Well, not even necessarily that, because I think a lot of the times when people think that they're good, because per- I say I'm a good person. And when I say that I'm a good person, I'm coming from the word. Right. I'm coming from treating people the way that I want to be treated. I'm coming, you know, from the stance of trying to give people grace every day. But that's not what it's about. Mm-mm. He said that the way to heaven is having absolute faith and trust in him and his will and his way. Now, how about that? Well, that's just a kicker because we plan and he laughs. Mm. Well, you know, you know, he, he laughs at us because he knows the plans that he has for us. You know, when I'm when I'm in Proverbs, I'm learning so much about Proverbs as well. And it talks about this very thing. Um, and it talks about how we're supposed to be slow to anger, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I've been talking quick about to listen, quick to listen. To yeah. And then gentleness, um, the fruit of the spirit. Yes. One of the main ones is self-control. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you have the spirit of God, that's one of those kickers. But if we're not like totally devoted into eating, like you said it last week, um, two weeks ago, it's like, you know, it's one thing to know it, but it's nothing to actually do it, to actually be in the word. Right. And so do the word. Yeah. You read it. You learned it. That's knowledge. To apply it is wisdom. You know, like it's nothing for you to just read it. That's why we talk about the hearers, the readers, and the doers of the word of God. 
you it, you have to do the work. You got to do the work. And the crazy part, though, Steph, is a lot of the work is just time, just committing time to spend with God where you can unpack yourself. Your shame is undone there. There is no pride in that space. There is only peace and unconditional love for you to be able to commune and, and to just really talk to him. He really just wants that relationship. He wants to be your best friend. He wants to be the first one that you run to when something happens, whether it's good or bad. But I don't know, no matter what, we always want that to be a physical person. Well, you know, it's because, I feel like it's because we build these walls. You know, something that you were saying earlier, you know, you don't let people in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a wall there. But can God get in with a with a wall there? When people come to your life or when God sends someone into your life, they can't get through because there's a wall. And the problem is, is that we have to take that wall down because that's the only way that it's penetrated. See, when you have a wall up, it's, 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 we don't really see. It's almost like a... Uh, unspoken word. Um, don't come over here. Don't mess with me in, in mm-hmm. a sense. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I don't have to say you don't come over here. You already know by my demeanor not to come over. But that's not what God wants anyway. He wants us to be inviting because how are people supposed to see him if we're not displaying his behaviors, if we're not walking around being kind, loving, cherished, because we're going to get hurt either way. There's no way to, 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 to protect ourselves from this world. This world, there's plenty of people that deceive themselves in sheep and wolf. Uh, what is it? Wolves, wolves and sheep, sheep clothing, clothing is a real thing. But you never hear it say as wolves in shepherd clothing because their sheep, the sheep are everywhere. They, they can run in flocks. What are our job to do as believers or as, you know, being appointed to a position where he's bringing us is to show what God looks like to imitate his son so that people know that this is reality. They don't see it. So if you don't ever see that time, you don't ever see anybody genuine or open. Now you're not going to open yourself up for what you don't see it. Mm -mm. But if you see it and if somebody's just, you know, showing that, then it'll be more common to see and be like, okay, yeah, I need to be a little bit more open. I need to be like this. That's why I imitate. I try to imitate Jesus Christ because those were, that's the way that he walked. Absolutely. The thing is, if you want to be able to love, you have to be open to pain. You cannot have one without the other. You cannot have Joy. light without darkness. And you know, pain. and we just have to, yeah, <laughs> sunshine and rain. That's I mean, it. And, and he's the same no matter what the weather is, no matter what the situation yes. is. He is the same. We are the ones that waver. That's the thing. We always waver. It's like we can believe in him so much as long as things are going well. As long as we're not having anything shake up in our lives. Oh, God is good. Oh, the glory of God. Oh, the, and then the minute something happens. Girl, you are. Oh, my know. God. It's like, oh, God, what are we going to daddy? Where are you Oh, at? my God. I don't hear you. I don't see you. Why is this happening? I'm this a was good person. Happen. I knew this was going to happen. It always happens. And then, and then think about this too, Ty. As a man, think it, so is he. If yes. you're already thinking negatively, we don't think about this, but this is real. If we're already thinking negatively, we cannot be surprised at what we see. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. It starts in our thought processes. That's why the Holy Spirit tells us what the Bible tells us to cast our imaginations down. They start in the thoughts. They start it in the does thoughts. start in thoughts. And we are energy. That's the thing. All of us are energy. That's part of the way that we have everlasting life. Because energy doesn't die. You know, it just takes on different forms. But there is positive energy and there is negative energy. And the thing about what you said was so true. Everything starts in the mind 
and it's all about self-control. I really want to jump over into um, Outwitting the Devil because one of the chapters that I happened upon talks about this. So, you know, um, they were interviewing this entity, yes, you know, um, yes. that called himself Master. And um, this particular cha- particular chapter is chapter 10 and it's called Self-Discipline. Okay. And it says, the first question asks, what preparation must one undergo before being able to move with definiteness of purpose at all times? Answer, one must gain mastery over self. This is the second of the seven principles. The person who is not master of himself can never be a master of others. Lack of self-mastery is of itself the most destructive form of indefiniteness. Mm. Where should one begin making a start at control over oneself? By mastering the three appetites responsible for most of one's lack of self-discipline, the three appetites are the desire for food, the desire for expression of sex, and the desire to express loosely organized opinions. It goes deeper. Does man have other appetites which need control? Mm. Yes. Absolutely. Many of them. But these three are the ones which should be conquered first. When a man becomes master of these three appetites, he has developed enough self-discipline to conquer easily those of lesser importance. But those are natural appetites. They must be indulged if one is to be healthy and happy. To be sure, they are natural appetites. But they are also dangerous because people who have not mastered themselves overfeed the appetites. Appetites. Self-mastery contemplates sufficient control over the appetites to enable one to feed them what they need and withhold food when not needed. Mm. Ooh, that's a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot. What did that speak to you when you read that? I mean, my goodness. I mean, we just straight up with it. Like, you know, he's he doesn't hide. He don't hide. He just in wants- plain sight. And he lets us know exactly what mm-hmm. the problems are, you know. Um, and that's exactly what the word is doing as well. It's pointing those things out to us so that we know. But when you got it like that, what do you what do you do with that? You know, self-mastery. Because it it really is self-control, controlling yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what matters most to God? What matters most to him? What What's the most important tool that we can be doing while we're here on this earth is loving one another. Oh, loving one another seeking as we kingdom, love ourselves. Seeking yes. the kingdom of God, you know, so that we can get the self-mastery down because that's where you're going to get it at. I tell anybody and everybody, when you start connecting to the plug daily, you start to feel his presence. You start to, you feel like you're, you, you can conquer anything. There's nothing that's too big or small for you because you already know who your father is and you already know who holds tomorrow. So you don't put your trust in man. You put your trust in God, and when you do that, you see things totally different. It's a whole different world out there. Absolutely. Like, there's a whole new freedom because it's all in the word. If God is for you, who, who or be? what can be against you? And it's one thing to say it. It's another to believe it. I think I used to say it all the time. It's just recently that I've been able to truly believe it. And it's like, you know, it says in Romans um, chapter 2 and 12, so you be, tr- be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's not about what you see. It's never about what's in front of you. What's in front of you is a test of your faith, of your trust in Daddy God to know that he has you no matter what the circumstances look like, no matter what the bank account looks like, no matter what the health 
feels like he is there and he can get you through anything. But we put limitations on him all the time. Mm, we do. We put him in a box, not thinking that he can do what he can do. Um, you know, that's one thing that I love about the word that, you know, we learn each and every day that he's closer to us than we even know. Like, we don't even know how close God is. You know, the Bible says that he'll never leave us, nor forsake us. But it's one thing to know it, but then it's another thing to feel it and then to see him guiding you. Just like that, which happened at your job. I mean, that was God speaking to you through it someone right there. absolutely was. And, Girl, I was on a and, whole path in my mind <laughs> and in my feelings and in emotions and you know, making my little decisions and, st- and nobody knew now, you know, because I hadn't said anything to anybody. But this was just, you know, all internal. This is a guy that's hilarious. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's funny. So I'm over there. Like, I wasn't even over there a good 60 seconds before we got down and around the corner on that message that was specifically for me in that moment in time. He always does that. And well, he's all knowing. And sometimes I think that we forget that he is all knowing. Like, he knows exactly. He knows our thought process. And see, like I tell those ladies on, on lady, shout out to the ladies of Iron Sharpens Iron. I let them know, like, listen, you can't get up every morning and seek his face and not see or feel anything, especially when you're trying to get it right. It's one thing for people to not even look at the word, but you're trying, you're talking to him and you're asking these questions. He's going to come and see about you because that's what a father does. A father helps his children in time of need. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. That's what his word tells us. And, you know, the more that we read, the more that I'm like, oh, I just love it. Because, you know, we just come out of acts and, you know, just to see Paul and how adamant he was about the word of God. And then, you know, he, he could have been offended at, the, at his own people because he was a Pharisee mm-hmm. believing in Jesus and they're trying to kill him. But no, he knew what the word said. He knew that he had to stand 10 toes down on what the word said. He had an encounter. And when you have those encounters, it, it nothing matters anymore. Nothing matters. Mind management matters. My A, no, that matters. Your mind. That matters. Your like brain I, I, matters. One of the most profound, and I say this all the time, but it's real. One of the most profound um, sermon series that I ever heard was Mind World back in 2015 um, with Ron Carpenter. And um, it talked about mind management and it talked about how that originates in the word of God. It's like, you know, he, so he's the manufacturer. That's the user's manual, right? Yes. And it talks about like how our imagination helps determine where we're going to seek knowledge. We're going to remove doubt from our mind by being in the word of God. It's not about being in the world. We're to be in it, but we are not of it. And that's the most important part. But the thing is, and we talked about this last night, friend, because I've been so guilty of it so many times. Like when we start going through it, we kind of cocoon ourselves and just kind of you know, tuck ourselves out up into a corner and isolate ourselves. That's the worst thing that you can do. The worst. Absolute worst. Because that's what the enemy wants. He loves the idle mind. He loves to just sit there and he'll put all kinds he of He wants thoughts. that disconnect. Yes, he does. He loves that divisiveness. He lo- Because like, how are we powerful? Together. Together. Every joint supplies. We are one body and we are meant to connect. Like how we talk about on, on the call, the sister of, Sisters of ISI, all of our purposes are intertwined. Like yes. everything is contingent upon another. And it's so beautiful to watch it. But what the enemy would have you to believe is that every man is an island. Girl. And does. so it's all about you and yours. Well, that's the reality. And that, yes. That's and the reality so that's of the world. How he, how he will have you out here navigating yourself. And then you start trying to self-insulate. Okay, all these things are happening to me. I got to protect myself. Let me wrap myself up. Let me separate myself from everybody. I'm not sharing anything with anybody. I'm not talking to anybody. But all you're doing 
is opening yourself up more for the attack because now all of the defenses are gone. Yeah, well, he has, well, see, the enemies, look, look at it like this. I think about it like this. Or we have angels that are on assignment, but we also have demons that are on you assignment for know him. It. You know what I'm saying? And they got to go and back. And they use vessels. And they got to go back and report. They got to report too. They got to report. And if they don't come back, they that's, so they're going to work hard overtime to get you into isolation mm-hmm. because that's what they're supposed to do. What's God word supposed to do? Free you from isolation. Yes. But if we're not, that's why I always take it back to the word. I'm, I looked up 2 Corinthians 10. I want to share this with you guys. It says, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. No. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient, we will punish we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. It's a obvious fact when you're in the word, but we don't we don't know how to fight because we're a disconnect. There is a disconnect. And sometimes we deceive ourselves. That's why he always says, "Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive yourselves because there's a way to a man to think they're the right going the right way, but it's not. And they were masked. These demonic entities know how to move. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. Have you sitting in the throne of self-righteousness with a crown in your head? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it is Why did I crazy. Say that? You got to open that book. I just saw a vision. <laughs> I did. But it's true. That's though. true. It's true because you really Girl, can feel like, it. Because you, you cannot see. It's the speck in the plank. It's It's, really that simple. I can't see what my wicked behavior is. I can't see that I'm wrong for talking about you behind your back. I can't see that I'm wrong for wishing ill against you and yours. All because I'm focused on the fact that you did it first. Right. And you talked about me first. You know, you undercut me first. So that's my whole entire focus. You're not seeing no one sin is greater than the other. Two wrongs don't make a right. All of these things are different forms of what the word says. And it's going to, and he's just trying to get, and all he's trying to say is, come to me, give it to me. Give it to me. That is not it. No, 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 no. And we fight the word because we fight love. Mm -hmm. We fight love, not meaning to fight love, but we fight love based off of the past experiences. And if we think about God's nature, what's God's nature? What's his son's nature? There's a nature about the way that he moves. There's a nature about the way that he loves. When we think about love within itself, we have to love ourselves in order to love our brothers as we love ourselves. But loving ourselves is getting connected to the word. Absolutely. First Corinthians 12 and 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Jesus had all grace. We all have a measure. Division sets us apart and weakens the body, not working in the full measure of the body of Christ. That's it. We got to work together. When you have aught with your brethren, you have to take it to them before you say anything to anybody else. You have to take it to them. Petition God. God will present to you a way to approach the situation. The enemy is going to have you in your feelings. We know that where there is confusion and chaos, God does not reside. We are doing all things in love. Amen. Whether we want to or not. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the way that you just said it or not. I love it. Listen, I want to leave you guys with this faith formula. It says, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing all shall receive. That's Matthew 21, 22. Make your request known. He will answer you. He loves you. He's only one call away. Call on him. Peace. I'm coming in hot. Coming in hot.